0: the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A great podcast addressing life from a biblical and confessional Lutheran perspective is called The Thinking Fellows. Currently, the podcast is looking at The Chronicles of Narnia. The first book in The Chronicles of Narnia is The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. It's a great book. And my favorite part of the book is the conversation where Mr. Beaver is telling the Penvesi children about Aslan. Readers of the book know that the fictional character Aslan stands for Jesus Christ. Here's the quote. Aslan is a lion, the lion, the great lion. Oh, said Susan, I thought he was a man. Is he quite safe? I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. My brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus Christ is not safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. And it's good that he's not safe, at least not safe in the way that Jesus is often viewed. Here is the wrong view of Jesus being safe and the danger that this view poses for you. There's a view about Jesus that starts with the truth, although it's kind of messed up, that God is love and he loves you no matter what. But the word love is not really used seriously in this view. God's love is seen more as a kind hug and a pat on the back type of love, not tied to God being holy and we being sinners. In this view of God, Jesus is loving and kind and plays with children. He loves and cares even for um, seemingly unimportant people. Just look at today's gospel lesson. Here, loving Jesus cares for this young couple in this little town of Gaina, and he saves their important wedding feast by changing water into wine. Jesus is so very nice to take care of this couple in this way. There's no talk of sin, no talk of judgment, no talk of hell, no talk of damnation, just Jesus being loving and kind even to a sweet young couple starting their journey together. A variation on this theme of a wrong view of a safe Jesus the temptation to think that God requires us to pay attention to him at least a little bit and then we will be safe. So it is. So one is safe if you go to church, maybe on Christmas and Easter, a couple of the times during the year if you're really good, or at least if you have your child baptist, baptized, maybe if you have your child confirmed, or you're safe if you send your child to the day school so they get some teaching about Jesus, or if they go to Sunday school or or VBS, or at least you have a couple Bible story books around the home and your children can say the Lord's Prayer. The problem underlying all this is the thought that you might want Jesus as part of your life on your terms. Your terms are not God's terms. None of these false ways of thinking are serious about sin, your inability to save yourself, God's holy nature and God's eternal judgment. That's a safe Jesus in the wrong way and he's not safe at all in any of these ways. Jesus isn't safe, but he's good. And he's the king, I say. Jesus is not safe and that is evident in today's gospel lesson. Once you hear this story of the wedding of Cana the way Jesus wants you to hear the story, This wedding at Cana with Jesus changing water to wine is not just a little story showing a loving and nice Jesus taking care of a small town wedding feast. It's not to be seen apart from the whole story of Jesus in the Gospel of John. The Jesus who turns water into wine is God incarnate. He's the Word made flesh, the all-powerful maker of heaven and earth. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And apart from Him, nothing was made that has come into being. Jesus is God in the flesh, who loves His creation and wants to save mankind, the pinnacle of His creation, from sin, death, and hell. So His ministry, His whole ministry, is all about making a new creation. Notice carefully how your text begins. The wedding of Cana occurs on the third day. The wedding occurs after three days mentioned in John chapter one, starting with the day when John the Baptist declares that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The wedding of Cana occurs on the sixth day and it was on the sixth day that God created Adam and Eve in his image. He gave life to mankind, he is the author of life, and now Jesus' ministry is to bring new life to mankind, and he is the author of salvation. You live in an age where mankind in his sinfulness has forgotten that Christ is the creator of life and that he values life. You live in a country where babies are being killed in the womb despite God's clear word and even the truth of science that life begins at the moment of conception. That at the moment of conception, a unique human being comes to life with his or her own genetic makeup. You live in a country where babies are often viewed only as inconvenience. You live where there's a tremendous momentum to view life among the elderly, the sick, and the handicapped, away from the intrinsic value of every life, to a view that one can kill, or to use a seemingly more benign word, euthanize someone whose life cannot function at the same level as others more powerful than them. Our Lord is the creator of the heavens and the earth, and to Jesus, life is a treasure. Each human being is special and worth his death on the cross. To Jesus, every baby in the womb and every elderly person in the nursing home or person incapacitated by disease or genetic condition, every life is precious. And Jesus condemns us sinful, those who do not view him as the one who determines the value of human life. The wedding at Cana occurs on the sixth day, reminding us that as God, he created Adam and Eve in his image, and he created marriage on the sixth day. He brought together Adam and Eve to be united with him and with each other in the holy institution of marriage. Jesus' miracle of changing water to wine at a wedding on the sixth day affirms His institution of marriage. But it is more than that. God created Adam and Eve in His image. In the Garden of Eden, they had perfect fellowship with their Creator. They were sinless, and they were holy to the Lord in and of themselves. They could stand before God without shame or fear, but that perfection, that holiness, that joy of being in perfect harmony with their Lord, all that they threw away by their sin. In their sin, Adam and Eve no longer felt safe before God. They covered themselves with fig leaves and they hid from God. They lost their holiness and God's judgment on them could have been eternal death right then and there. But God was gracious and merciful to Adam and Eve. To them, he promised the Christ, the one seed of Eve who would crush the head of Satan. And in Christ Jesus, God has made good his promise to Adam and Eve. Throughout the Old and the New Testaments, You have the constant that the church is the bride of the Lord. In the Old Testament, Israel was the bride of the Lord. You saw that in the Old Testament lesson today. You see over and over again then the Lord's anger at Israel because Israel cheats on her husband, the Lord, and believes in idols. But God continued to love Israel, and he promised to save Israel and to save all mankind with is Christ. Jesus is the promised Christ and he is the bridegroom. He is the groom and you, the church, are his bride. The changing of water into wine at the wedding in Cana is the first of the signs that Jesus did, but it's not separated from the other signs. All of them point together to Jesus being the creator of life and the bringer of new life. Jesus' ministry is to make a new people of God the water of the Jewish rite of purification will no longer be needed. Jesus will be the true purification as he will die on the cross and pay for all sin. He will die for all sins and rise again to eternal life. He will give new life and that life is eternal. In Isaiah, eternal life includes the best of meats and the best of wine. In changing water into wine, Jesus is doing his ministry of bringing about a new creation. This is not a safe little story. There is no safe little story in the Gospel of John. All of the Gospel was written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Jesus does not want you to have a false sense of safety brought about by any earthly attitude towards him, towards your own sinfulness, or towards his ministry. No, he comes to break down every sinful attitude in the corners of your heart. He comes to destroy any view of him that would relegate him, Jesus, to being just a nice little addition to your suburban life. In reality, Jesus is good, and he is king, and he brings about a better form of safety than any false view of him can deliver. Jesus, the bridegroom of his holy church, makes you safe from sin, death, and hell. By changing water into wine, he shows that he does on the sixth day, he is bringing about a new creation. Later in this Gospel of John, he will give sight to a man born blind, and he will raise up a man decaying in the tomb for four days. He will take up his cross and boldly say, it is finished as he pays the full debt of your sin by his death on the cross. And then he himself will take up his life again on Easter Sunday and boldly show then the next week to Thomas, that he has indeed conquered death. And Thomas will, will proclaim to Jesus, my Lord and my God. In Jesus then, there is true safety, true peace, true life. So in the best sense of the term, I can boldly tell you my brothers and sisters this day that Jesus is safe, Jesus is good, he's the king forever. Amen.